Hey, 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys. Welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast, your audio guide to releasing your dopeness. Hey guys, welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast. And on today's podcast, we are going to be uh, sharing another poignant topic about, um, really about mental health today and just in the the scheme of everyday life and the things that we are not tackling. If you notice in this show, I try to stay as transparent as possible. Um, in our community, we do have a tendency or we have had a tendency, let me put that on the past, we have had the tendency to ignore um, you know, emotional states, uh, mental states, and past trauma, right? And so in the black community, we just don't talk about some of the things that are affecting us. We seem to look at, there's this stigma when it comes to mental wellness or um, emotional stability that we've attached to it as thinking that that person's crazy. But in reality, our mental health, our emotional health is a day-to-day experience Um, You have some people who experience it um, much deeper uh, than and more in depth than usual. Those people usually deal with extreme bouts of depression. Um, They have bipolar disease, um, lots of other complications, manic depressives, things like that. However, that does not mean to say that because you do not have those diagnoses that you are not still struggling with mental health issues. We are all dealing with mental health issues, especially African-Americans because there is no way you can go through and experience the trauma that we have systemically and perpetually um, passed down from generation to generation and not be affected in some way, shape or form. So I like to do these episodes where we're being honest about real day-to-day issues that 90% of us are probably experiencing and we don't discuss it because we don't see how we fit into that group. That's fine. Um, and so the dope black chick podcast is really about, you know, showing you that we're all connected and at the end of the day the way your mind works the way that you experience life all of that is your personal dopeness this is what makes you dope and it should be celebrated not so much um ignored overlooked or even the anxiety of facing something like that right Let's make it normal, guys. Let's normalize the conversation on mental health and emotional health. So, you know, um, I was watching a few episodes. Well, actually, I watched the premiere episode of Sisters uh, by Tyler Perry on VET. And I'll talk about that because I have an entirely different topic based on that show that I want to talk about in a future episode. But for right now... 
I just wanted to discuss kind of like the responses to the show um, or or what I saw as far as the actors, the characters were concerned, um, not the actors, the characters in the show, seeing as these are day-to-day, you know, experiences that all women um, and men share. But also, I wanted to talk about this, zone in on this, like, Today's topic is picking up the pieces, get it together, right? Like 702, get it together, get it together, had to do that. Um, (laughs) But no, seriously, like with us, we try to pick it up the pieces from any heartbreak, divorce, loss, anything that we're kind of experiencing it is hard but we don't discuss it it is very hard right we just don't discuss it I'll even be so honest to say that when people close to me experience loss meaning by death um if they experience a loss a death very close to them like a mother or a father or something like that I get frozen because I don't know what to do in those situations, um, I had a family member who experienced a loss and we were really close and I have yet to speak to this person about that. And there's a couple of reasons that I, that I'm not, um, but it's not because I don't want to speak to them about it. It's just, I don't know what to say. And I think if it was a female, it'd be different, but it's a guy. So, um, again, based on the way I was raised and all this stuff, it's like, I don't want to upset a man because I don't want him breaking down in front of me. And I don't want to see him in this vulnerable state because I feel like sometimes that, that a man does not want to be in that vulnerable state in front of someone who has looked up to them um, you know, because of their mindset of seeing it as a place of weakness. Um, all men don't think that, and it is definitely not, um, weakness to be emotional at all. But me knowing this person, I know how they are, you know, prideful and things like that. So all of these things are playing in my head and I have no idea what to say in this situation. So we always, if you, if you think about it, the truth of it is that we've been, the world kind of glosses over losses. It glosses over how you deal with grief. It glosses over doing the work to recuperate or recover from those things. And it really focuses on the comeback. Like, so we've never really kind of been taught how to grieve with people, how to work through our trauma. We are always taught about the comeback. We've, you know, bouncing back. How'd you bounce back? We talk about that. We talk about the successes after we never talk about when people are in the throes of trauma, grief, pain. We never ever discuss this. Right. And so, um, we're going to talk about getting it together and we're going to be real about it on today's episode. And I really wanted to talk about that because I find it, for me, it has been extremely hard to bounce back, quote unquote, um, from pain, hurt, 
losses. And you got to keep in mind that losses are happening daily, right? So things are happening daily that compile upon you, especially if you're in a place of, you know, trying to recover from one loss and, you know, certain things start to pile up. You know, how are you doing that? Especially when you're not taught how to, um, how to deal with those things. How do you maneuver through this situation? How do you bounce back when you feel like every step forward I take is another thousand steps back? What do you do? Okay. So I wanted to be real about that today. And I think that our society really is so anxious for the bounce back that we overlook, you know, the work that is necessary. I mean, think about it with pregnancies you have, we live in this microwave society and people can have a baby in the next day. It's like, you see images of them like bouncing back. They got a flat six pack abs, all of this stuff. And it's like, well, did you do the, what happened in between? None of that happened anymore. Nobody's dealing with that. Nobody's, um, it's like back to the grind, back to the work. And so nobody talks about the mental health of the mom, postpartum depression. We are hearing about it now, but we've been in this society where everything is like the bounce back. I want to know how you came back, sis. You came back. Like, what are you, what are you coming back from? You should be excited. This woman's a mother now. She's a whole new person now. She was a, a lady before. Now she's a mother. She's still a lady, but a, you know, get what I'm saying. Um, but we're not focusing on that. And then think about recuperating from sickness, right? So when I, I'll even put this on myself. When I had my pulmonary embolism, I didn't even think about bounce back time. I didn't think about, well, I didn't think about the recovery period. I only thought about bouncing back and I literally went back into work. Um, I think I might've taken, three weeks off. But even during that time I was working, planning a tour and we hit like nine, maybe 10 colleges in secession, um, from February to April, back to back, boom, 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 boom. And, um, I was traveling, I was traveling, I was going, I was going, I was going, and I was really excited. I was like bouncing back, you know, back up in this thing. Pulmonary embolism didn't get me, but <laughs> it's like it when it caught up it caught up with me like you're gonna give your body time to recover or it will take that time to recover and it set me back by it took maybe two years to fully recover from you know that trauma I just wasn't prepared for it no one told me even the doctors didn't say anything about <laughs> allow yourself time they was like oh yeah you can go back to work and like in like a week or so. So no one sat down and said, okay, you know, these are the precautions you should take for yourself and um, really give yourself time. And the reason that we don't do it in this society is like, we feel like it's FOMO, fear of missing out. We think we're going to miss our opportunities. We think we're going to be set back. Everything is moving so fast and at a rapid pace to the point where you feel as if, you know, if you step off, you step out of the court and sit on the sidelines for even a second, that when you get back in, the game is over and it's a new game that you have to learn all over again. So 
that was me. I didn't want to stop. I kept going. I was like, I refuse to let this thing stop me. And I just kept going and it ended up putting breaks on my life for two, two years. Um, so, you know, we are so eager to see people come back and that's great. You know, we want to see them come back and win. Ultimately we do. When people struggle through something that I always say, there are more people for you than there are against you. Cause honestly, when you struggle through something, people are waiting for your comeback. They're waiting for the comeback story. The sad thing is they're not giving you time to recover, to do the work, to heal. None of that is happening. Instead, they're like, Where, where's the combat? Where's the combat? You know, and that even though they're looking for your combat, it can become, it can become pressure, undue pressure on you that now makes you feel like everybody's hating on you, right? Because you'll be like, okay, they're waiting for my downfall. They're not necessarily waiting for your downfall. So that is why I say that so often. Like there are more people for you than there are against you. It's just the pressure that is being applied to you may feel like they want you to fail because in that moment of trying to recover everything that you've lost, you feel like, you know, this pressure is added and it kind of sets you back. So I want y'all to start imagining that or seeing that perspective um, in your life. Instead of imagining that everybody's against you, because I honestly, honestly believe that we as a whole are really rooting for people to come back from any loss, right? Now, there are some people that may really just don't want you to win, but I truly and honestly believe that there are more people focused on your comeback than there are those, you know, hoping that you never do, right? So, but here's the thing, we're so, in our eagerness to see someone succeed again or to come back um, and win, we fail to do the work to make that comeback sustainable. And what I mean by that is like, for like, I'll use myself as an example, you know, yes, I was right out of the hospital, hitting these schools, um, speaking, I was, this is a great time for me. Um, speaking at different schools is this is what you envision right but then when that when it wasn't sustainable it wasn't something that I could continue to do because the recovery period had to happen and it hit me and it took its time and it took two years so if you don't do the work then you will, you know, your, that success or that combat is not sustainable, right? So now you're hit with another loss and you, one way or the other, you're going to give yourself that time, right? I told you earlier, it's either you're going to give yourself time to recover or your body will just take it from you. So when we're facing trauma, like no matter what your experience it has affected you in some kind of way. You may be saying, okay, well, I'm, I don't think I've ex, uh, experienced any trauma. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. If you've gone through anything, any experience, I'm telling you, um, there's some trauma there. It can be menial to you. You may think it's small, but I'm tr- trust me when I say it's affecting your life. So if there has been a period of loss, a period of pain, a period of grief, 
you have to deal with that immediately because check this out, throwing ourselves into work relationships, I mean, into work, into relationships or into church even, I'll talk on that in just a second, um, you know, because I, I, I say it and it's it's usually received as a joke, but it's real. Like most of the women that are in your church and they're in your church, diligently pastors listening, um, church, church laymen, uh, pay attention. If there is a woman who is in your church and she is working diligently, and I mean like hard, she's always there. She's dedicating all her time. Trust me, nine times out of 10, she is going through something in the home and or in her life. And she church is that escape. And it was, it was definitely an escape for me. Um, and, and so, so many other women, it's like, that's where we go to escape and to find some release, to get some kind of understanding, to make sense of what is going on. We're seeking God in this moment. And the best place to be is in the church. I was there from sun up to sundown. They gave me a key. I was there all the time. <laughs> because, you know, I was like, well, this is the best place for me to be, to occupy my time. It keeps me out of my mess and keeps me out of my head and focused on God. And maybe I'll see the path um, out, you know? And I, I'm not saying that as a bad thing because it really saved my life. It's It kept me from going crazy. Um, and I, I laughed my way through the pain. I was able, I had met a a great group of people at the church that I joined and it was like they were a bridge for me during this troubling time they really bridged the gap for me to make it through that period of time but I want you to know I was really facing trauma at that moment at that moment so there's a lot of people that are doing that same thing. And I want you to pay attention. Like I said, if they're in, they throw themselves into their work. You know, I did that when, with the sickness, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going all hard. I went straight into the work, hard, 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 busting it. And, um, you can do all of that, but it is going to be a setup for failure down the road. Because here's the thing. Eventually you're going to have to acknowledge your trauma, deal with your trauma and work through it even with my church family and all of those things, um, that I experienced with them, you know, them comforting me as I got stronger at the end of the day, I had to do the work myself. I had to do the work. I had to face what was going on in my life. Um, and you know, and put it into that chapter and, really tackle this thing head on. It had to happen and it happened eventually um, down the road, but you cannot, you, well, you can, you can mask grief and you can mask hurt, but eventually it seeps through. It's going to come through. So like I said, you know, um, we can try to put a smile on things. I laughed through a lot of the, the trauma that I was going through, but eventually there came a day when I had to say, wow, this is actually happening. I have, to, I, my, my relationship, my marriage is over. And now I got to do something about it. Right. So I began to pick up the pieces there and I began to get it together at that point. Right. So, you know, you can, it'll show up in your business, it'll show up in relationships. It's going to show up somewhere. Eventually it's going to seep through the grief, the hurt, the trauma, the pain, all of that. 
is going to show itself and it reveals itself. So it's important to allow yourself that time to heal, you know, time to recover um, and recovery. Let me, let me keep this in mind. Healing and recovery are two different things. So let's say you experience a truly, truly devastating breakup in your relationship. You need to allow yourself time to heal. That means processing what has happened to you, um, processing the end of this relationship, analyzing your feelings, why you feel that way, dealing with that, figuring out, you know, what I need to do to be better, right? That's healing from it. And coming to peace, coming to terms with the fact that the relationship is over. But then following that, now you need to allow yourself to recover. And how do you recover? Well, with recovery, once you've understood and acknowledged what has happened to you, you should now be able to implement strategies to, you know, keep yourself from learning from that that mistake or that issue and applying what you've learned to your life. That means trying and failing, trying and failing again, um, but really uh, standing yourself up, holding yourself up on the new things that you know about yourself. That's recovery. So give yourself time to recover from the hurt, the pain, or whatever it is that you experienced um, in your healing. Uh, Create some boundaries. Important to do that. Create boundaries because nine times out of 10, there was a boundary missing um, previously in your loss, your grief, things of that nature. Create boundaries. Acknowledge that you need time to heal and recover and be unapologetic about it. Like, everybody's not going to get it. They won't understand it. They want to see you come back. Remember, like they want to see you bouncing back. So they may think that you're off to yourself because you're depressed and they don't get it. But you have to be unapologetic about the fact. No, it's not that, you know, I, I, I got people told me I was bitter. People told me I um, could not allow my divorce to keep me from dating other people or trying other people or trying love. Right. It wasn't that at all. What I was doing was recovering. I was recovering from what I went through. I was doing my work and making sure that, you know, I was good with me, not the breakup, but me, the person that I am after the breakup. Am I good with that person? Am I understanding and valuing and honoring the person that I am now? You know what I'm saying? So that I am a great uh, presentation, that I'm a great participant in a new relationship. You want to be full. You want to be whole when you come to someone. So I didn't even want to open that door broken. I didn't want to open that door chipped. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a whole individual who knew her worth, knew what she stood for, and was avoiding some of those pitfalls that, you know, I ran into previously because I was not acknowledging some of my issues. So yeah, some people just won't get it. They won't understand it. So you have got to be unapologetic when you say, I am recovering. You got to be unapologetic 
with it. And here's one that I am definitely going to share with you. This is a point on how do you get it together? Like really seriously get it together. Um, Get yourself a therapist. Get a therapist, a coach, or an accountability partner. Someone who will, you know, look on the outside in and, and be real with you. Not just you know, tell you everything, placate you, but someone who will really, really be honest and, and help you on that journey of healing and recovery. So finally, just deal with the bump that's in the road now. That's the analogy I want to give you. If you run over a bump, deal with whatever it has done to your car at that moment. Because if you ride on down, miles down the road, it's going to cause something else. And it's probably going to be worse. But it always comes back. So get it together. That's how you're going to get it together, people. <laughs> That's, it's, 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 it's real talk. It's real talk. It's a lot of us need to get stuff together, right? So that is today's topic. I hope you guys enjoyed the Dope Black Chick Podcast today. And as usual, make sure that you head on over, rate the show, give us a five stars, leave a comment in the reviews, share, 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 and let people know there's a Dope Black Chick talking Dope Black Spit. Until next time, peace and blessings.